ஒருத்தி Let's welcome my beautiful my amazing guest Justina Thaman. Hello Justina how are you? Hi Rihanna, I'm great. Uh, thank you for having me here today inviting me to be here. Um I'm excited I'm excited to talk to you now. Um and for everyone I'm Justina. I'm a clinical hypnotist and coach from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um and I also wanted to say that I really resonated with your message that you have on Facebook that says your voice can change the world your voice has power and that uh, yeah that really connected with me so I think that is awesome um and also on the same lines uh I specialize in helping people mostly women find their voice so it's along the same lines so I help them become a leader in their own lives uh whatever that means to them um cuz i know many people including myself have gone through their childhood being told children are seen not heard so i help them gain that voice that they didn't have in childhood and that empowers them to be what they want to be and achieve what they want to achieve mm-hmm. fantastic thank you so much yesina for your beautiful introduction Uh, so you are a mind coach and a hypnotist justina where did you start and would you like to share your story your origin story with me definitely i'd love to so really it all kind of goes back to when i was in grade 6 that would make me about 11 years old uh before that i had a a regular childhood that most children would have and the the first shift in my life was grade 6 actually it was a high part of my life and a low part of the life at the same time the high part was that for the first time i held a leadership role i became president of my class in grade 6 but the low part of my life is i lost someone uh, a family member that was very close to me to cancer and uh that really affected me um what that did it made me push people away it made me go through a lot of negative emotions you know i went through anger and sadness and uh so many negative feelings that i went through a negative phase in my life 
And uh, it's funny, um, I didn't actually realize this until high school because uh, I learned a little bit about handwriting analysis and I was looking back at my grade six notes and my grade seven notes. And you can actually see a huge difference in the handwriting. Like you could see that, you know, I started to feel like sadness and like depression. Um, so that was, that was pretty, that was pretty like eye opening for me. But uh, things still kind of went the same way. Um, but I find life gives you hints. At least I've noticed that in my life. So in high school, I found that I was really interested in psychology, but I had this limiting belief that told me, oh, I won't be able to be in school for 10 plus years that's required for psychology to get the master's and get all the education because I'm gonna be married off. And so that's just not gonna happen. Well, I really should have known better because <laughs> no one can make me do anything of, of that sort anyhow. But, uh, you know, it's funny because even when I went to university, I wanted to take a psychology course and I just couldn't fit it in because I had a heavy computer science workload and that was already a lot, so there was no space. But what's interesting is in high school, I took a course called TNT, called Teens Needing Teens. And what this course is, the best way to describe it, how I used to describe it was, it's a training on being a peer counselor, except I'm not allowed to use the word counselor because that's a reserved word. So I'm not using that word, but that's the best way to describe it. And because I was successful in taking that course, my photo was up on the lobby in high school, which meant if any of the students wanted someone to talk to and they didn't want to talk to an adult, but maybe a peer, anyone could come to me and talk to me. And so if that's not a, you know, the, that's, if that's not the universe kind of hinting, you know, I don't know what is. But, um, you know, so life went on. And the second pivotal point in my life where my life shifted again was when my cousin from England was visiting. And this is after university. And uh, he's like a brother to me. We're, we're really close. And he said to me, I have this CD. I don't know if it's for you, but if you want, you can listen to it. And if you like it, let me know and I'll give you another one. So I was like, okay. And I listened to it and I found it to be very powerful and impactful. And that CD was Awaken the Giant Within from Tony Robbins. And really that's what it did. It awoke a part of me that maybe I didn't know existed or had been quieted down because I'd been, you know, living that path of kind of like in a negative space for so long. And, and that is what started my journey in self development. And so from there, I started going to Tony Robbins live events. I went to his first one, it's called UPW, Unleash the Power Within. I attended that. I even ended up volunteering as well. I drove from Toronto to New York by myself, you know, eight hour drive, 
all the way there to volunteer. So, uh, uh, and I think at that point um, is when they had an auction. And from that auction, I won his whole mastery program. So I got to go to Fiji and, and do many of the programs that he had. Like I went full in. But the one thing that was still on the back of my mind was I want to learn. I want to learn the skills that Tony has, which is NLP. It's like, because that would be so amazing to have that skill set and help people in the way that he's helping people. And, you know, that was always in the back of my head, but, you know, life goes on. And there was a point in my life where I got laid off from my job and I thought this job was going to be my job for life. And so when that happened, I started looking outside and I started looking into coaching. And I found two really good coaching programs in Canada. One was in Toronto and another one was in another province. But again, with the price point of these programs, I couldn't afford them. So I didn't really take it any further. But what's interesting is when you start focusing on something and start thinking about something, what happens is you start noticing more of things that are related to it, right? And so that's how I found Hugh Comerford. And Hugh Comerford, um, he's from a company called NLP Works and he's an NLP trainer. And he was offering a two or three day introduction to NLP. And I'm not really sure exactly how I found him, but I took that course and uh, it really resonated with me. So I decided to take his comprehensive six month NLP training which, which changed my life. And from there, I met Mike Mandel, who's an awesome hypnosis trainer. And from then on, I just kept on, you know, continuous learning um, in hypnosis and always like continuing my self-development. I mean, I started out, you know, working on myself. Then I started working on family and friends and then I realized that, you know, I want to help even more people and started taking on one-on-one -on -one clients. I mean, I choose to believe that I'm on this journey because that's the path I'm meant to be on. You know, if I hadn't have gone through that dark phase, I may have never started doing self-development. And if I didn't start doing self-development, I wouldn't be at the point I am now being able to help other people transform their lives. Wow, amazing. Uh, definitely, Jessina, there are a lot of people who choose their profession after their bad times. And uh, the people, after when they choose their profession after their bad times, and they, they are the sincere people, and they want that we will transfer not only transform not only ourselves but the other people also just like you. Well, Justina, you said that uh, you use two terms NLP and uh, hypnosis. I want you please uh, describe a little bit about NLP. What is NLP? And also explain what is the hypnosis. What is the difference between both of them? Sure. So NLP, there's many different ways to describe it. 
So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. So neuro as in your mind and linguistic as in language. Uh, so it's how language and your mind kind of work together. Uh, really NLP is modeling of excellence. So if you know someone that's doing some, something excellently and if you model them, you may be able to get a similar result, if not the same result. And hypnosis uh, is the way I would describe it. Actually, hypnosis is actually, depending on who you ask, you'll get a different definition. So, the best way I think I could describe what hypnosis is, is through an experience. So is it okay if I bring you through a quick little hypnosis experience right now? Yeah? Okay. So for anyone who's listening, if you're doing anything that requires your attention, or operating any machinery or driving, I suggest that you turn the volume off on this part. But if you can focus and do this along with us and it's safe to do so, then please do. All right. So for those that are listening and it's safe, then close your eyes now. Or or you can just look at a spot on the wall. And listen to your breath. And focus on your breath as it goes in and out. In and out and allow yourself to relax. Allow your body to relax and focus on my voice. Allow your eye muscles to relax. That's right. And allow that relaxation to spread from your eyes, your head, and all the way down your body. Because that's hypnosis. Relaxation and heightened focus. It's a natural phenomenon, similar to meditation. Hypnosis similar oh, to meditation. Hypnosis is not sleep. As you know, you are awake and alert as you would be in a hypnosis session. Even if your eyes are closed, you're still not asleep. 
all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. A hypnotist can only guide you through the experience. And it's up to you to decide to follow and thus hypnotize yourself. You're always in control of yourself. A hypnotist can't make you do anything you don't want to do. You can decide to think of a mountain to use as a model to better understand your mind. Imagine or just pretend there's a snow cap on a mountain. That snow cap represents your unconscious mind, which is about 10%. Oops, sorry. The snow cap represents your conscious mind, which represents about 10% of your mind. Your conscious mind is responsible for critical thinking and logical thinking. This is also where willpower is found. And the rest of the mountain, the rest of that 90% is your unconscious mind. Your unconscious mind is where your beliefs, values, habits, emotions, and long-term memory is stored. There's a protective barrier to your unconscious mind. This barrier is called the critical faculty. Using hypnosis, you can bypass this critical faculty in order to access your unconscious mind. And this is where change happens. Hypnosis is a powerful tool that helps with making changes in your life. Hypnosis can strengthen decisions you've made for yourself and also reinforce those decisions. And now that you had that experience in hypnosis, I'm bringing you back in five, four, Three, feeling refreshed. Two, feeling wonderful in every way. And one, eyes open, wide awake now, welcome back. And that's what hypnosis feels like. And I hope many of you out there did this experience with us. Amazing exercise with all the method of our subconscious mind. It's related to our subconscious mind. Okay, so we can control ourselves, we can improve ourselves, we can develop, we can uh, self, we can do self-development. And then, Miss Justina, I want to ask you how we can reduce negative self-talk. We always, always use negative self-talk. Then how we can reduce our negative self-talk while using the process of hypnosis. 
So here's one technique that you can use to reduce your negative self-talk. So there are certain words or certain phrases that you may hear repeating over and over again. You know, I'm not good enough or what, whatever it may be. And when you catch yourself saying these things to you, saying these things in your mind, what I'd like you to do is change the voice. For example, change the voice to sound like Mickey Mouse or Bart Simpson. Any character that you just can't take seriously. So whatever this character would say, you would know it's not true. And then play it again in that voice. And that will reduce the effect of it. Also, what you can do is when you hear that sentence or that phrase happening, that negative self-talk, you can scramble it. So take that thought and run it backwards. And then run it forwards. And then run it backwards. And then run it forwards faster and faster and faster. You can change the tonality to make it in a way that just you can't you just can't take seriously. And when you do techniques like this, that self-talk just has no meaning anymore. I mean, here's uh, here's a quick story. I was at a festival in line. Um, it was it was a, a brand that everybody knows, and they were giving out free coffee. And uh, what I often like to do these, what I often like to do is to talk to people around me. And there's a lady behind me in line, and her husband and son were off in the distance, and we started talking. And uh, she told me about a worry she had that her son um, might pick up this belief. I don't remember exactly what it was, but this belief or thought process that she had. It was maybe a fear or or something along those lines. And then I said to her, oh, I know a technique. And I asked her if she wanted to play along. And this is exactly what I did with her. I made her change the voice to Mickey Mouse. And I made it go back and forth and back and forth with her. And this is only during the lineup, you know, for, for coffee. And at the end, I said to her, so how do you feel about that thought now? And she's like, that feels really silly. And so, she, you know, as far as I know, she uh, didn't have that worry anymore. And that's how, that's how quick and easy it is. Yes, it is easy, but most of us can't perform that. What do you mean? You just have to I try mean, it yourself. If, if, yeah. if, or have someone walk you through it. But when you do the exercise, it, it works so quickly. And I did it with someone I didn't even know. Okay. So, uh, Justina, my next question is that we are always people pleasers. Then, how we can turn ourselves or how we can transform ourselves from people pleaser to self-love so that we can love ourselves. Sure, well, 
the first step would be is to realize that you are a people pleaser. Because as often someone who is always out to please other people doesn't realize that they're doing that. And so that's the first step. How we can realize that? Well, one thing you could do is start having a diary, you know, of what happened in the day, your thoughts, your feelings, and reflect upon it and, and go back and look at, you know, how you thought. And in that, in that way, going that process every day, like whether it's in the morning or at night, I recommend at night, so you can reflect upon the day. That's how you can become more self-aware of what's going on in, you know, in your own head. And so when you realize, you know, what's going on and what your, what your thought, when you become more conscious of like your thought process, you might realize that what's happening is you're pleasing, you're trying to please everyone in a way to try to get love from the outside world. And really in life, you can only control yourself. As much as you want, you cannot control anyone else. You can only control how you feel and how you act. And so when you focus on loving yourself first, then you may not have that need to be a people pleaser because you're not out to please everyone. So here's a quick story. I had a client that came to me for anxiety. And uh, after some intake and working with him, we realized that his anxiety was caused by trying to please everyone and then pleasing no one. You know, he would be double and triple booked in, in the same night. And really, it's kind of hard to go everywhere and you can't be everywhere at once. And, and that was the cause of a lot of anxiety for him. And so when we realized this, uh, I helped, folk, helped him focus more on like taking care of himself first, because like self-care is very important and, and loving himself first. And one technique you can do to increase your own self-love would be First, to maybe close your eyes or just focus. And if you have a pet or you know someone who has a pet that has shown you a lot of love, that's an exa awesome example to use. And if you don't have a pet or been connected to a pet that's shown you love, think of someone who loves you unconditionally. And it could be anyone in any part of your life. And when you think of that person that loves you unconditionally, whether it's a pet or a dog, think about how much they love you, no matter what, with no conditions, no matter what you do, no matter what mistakes you make. They still love you, and that's unconditional. 
And when you think about that, I want you to imagine jumping into them as if you're looking at yourself through their eyes. So the love that say a pet, a, a dog might feel for you, that unconditional love a dog may feel for you. Imagine you're looking through the dog's eyes, looking at yourself and then feel that love. So feel that love a pet might give you unconditionally and what that feels like. You know, you might wanna put your arms around yourself and just feel what that love feels like. And looking through the eyes of that pet or that loved one that loves you unconditionally, you know, love yourself in that way and just feel what that feels like. And imagine, you know, hugging that 10 year old version of you that, that child in you. And just feel that love. You know, and that's and that's the love that you need. And uh, you know, maybe that's a technique you can do regularly to to connect with yourself. Amazing, Justina. It's really amazing. One more question that how we can find you and what are your social media links and uh, where we, we can, I can find you and uh, my audience can find you. I can be found on Facebook at Empowerment Voyage. That's V-O-Y-A-G-E. Um, if you prefer email, I can be reached at info at empowermentvoyage.com. Okay, please share these links. Although I have already shared, but uh, I also request you please share again in the comments after the uh, show. And uh, now I want to say thank you, Justina. Thank you so much for sharing such a lot of information with us. And uh, who are it? Sher Nabi. Uh, is saying <clears throat> impressive girl. And, uh, yeah, then we're. Okay, this is the definition of hypnosis, I think. The best link is go through it. Do you agree if yes, explain? Okay, share Navi is asking your question. <clears throat> yes, Tina, would you like to answer? the best healing to go through? Honestly, it's really to the individual. There could be two different people that want to achieve the same goal, 
and there may be different ways for them to achieve it. So it's hard for me to give you one response. Um, when I work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, I do a full intake. So I understand how they lived their life so far, how their relationships have been growing up. And, you know, I use that information to help decide, you know, what work needs to be done to help them achieve what they want to achieve. It's really individual. Okay. Fahad Ahmad Azali is also with us. Uh, good morning, Sram Fahad. How are you? Um, do you have any questions? Okay. Thank you so much, uh, all of you, for participating. And Jasrina, once again, thank you so much. Uh, now it's time to say goodbye. Thank you. Take care.